We humbly approach your throne. We acknowledge you as the one true God who spoke the heaven and earth in existence. I pray that you bless this message, bless this ministry, and I pray that your will is done on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. Turn with me to 1 Samuel chapter 20 for the reading of the scripture. And David fled from Naioth in Ramah and came and said before Jonathan, What have I done? What is my iniquity? And what is my sin before thy father that he seeketh my life? And he said unto him, God forbid thou shalt not die. Behold, my father will do nothing either great or small, but that he will show it me. And why should my father hide this thing from me? It is not so. And David swore moreover and said, Thy father certainly knoweth that I have found grace in thy eyes. And he saith, Let not Jonathan know this, lest he be grieved. But truly as the Lord liveth, and as thy soul liveth, there is but a step between me and death. Then said Jonathan unto David, Whatsoever thy soul desires, I will even do it for thee. And David said unto Jonathan, Behold, tomorrow is the new moon, and I should not fail to sit with the king at meat. But let me go, that I may hide myself in the field until the third day at even. Okay, here we go. Right now, Jonathan is baffled and David is baffled. Both of them are baffled. Both of them are trying to get a grip on this situation on why King Saul wants to kill David. David did all the right things. He went out and killed the enemy of Israel, that big old Goliath. All right. He went out and fought the Philistines and was victorious. He conducted himself in an orderly manner. He did not go out and make a fool out of himself with the people. The children of Israel and Judah loved him. He did everything right. And now King Saul still is determined to kill him. Of course, here's something that David and Jonathan doesn't know. That God sent an evil spirit upon Saul causing him to act the way he acted. And God also removed the anointing from Saul, causing him to act the way he acts. And we also know that Saul is completely jealous of David and knows and believes that David is going to take his kingship from him. 
But we also know that Saul has recognized the anointing on David. That was revealed to us in previous chapters. Now when somebody needs a friend, when it seems like there's no hope in sight, God always puts somebody there for you. Now remember earlier in chapter 15 or 16, I believe, earlier in the earlier in the series, David and Jonathan made a covenant. And their soul is knit together. Their souls are. Jonathan's soul and David's souls are knit together. And there was a reason why God set this up. He arranged for Jonathan to be the son of Saul. This is all planned out by God. Okay? Alright, this is all planned out by God. Because I believe God knew from the very beginning that David was preordained to be king of Israel. So God already set up the pieces that would allow David to be king of Israel, even though he's not king of Israel yet. But however, when you're climbing up a ladder and it seems like you're going to fall off, somebody always pops up and sometimes popping up can mean just having a conversation with you for four or five minutes to make you feel better. But this is one of them situations where David desperately needs somebody to be on his side. And Jonathan is that somebody that's on his side. The king's son. Who else, who else do you need on your side? When you got the king's son on your side, you got inside information available to you. You don't have to guess about what the king's plans are because the king's son is going to know his plans. Okay? First Samuel chapter 20 verse 5. And David said unto Jonathan, Behold, Tomorrow is the new moon, and I should not fail to sit with the king at me. But let me go, that I may hide myself in the field until the third day at evening. If thy father at all miss me, then say David earnestly ask leave of me, that he might run to Bethlehem, his city, for there is a yearly sacrifice there for all the family. If he say thus, it is well, thy servants shall have peace. But if he be very wroth, then be sure that evil is determined by him. Therefore, thou shalt deal kindly with thy servants, for thou hast brought thy servants into a covenant of the Lord with thee. Notwithstanding, if there be in me iniquity, slay me thyself. For why shouldst thou bring me to thy father? Wow. Do you hear that? He said, if there be iniquity within me, slay me. All right? All right? David had resorted to the fact that if there's iniquity within him, he would rather have Jonathan to slay him 
to take his life instead of delivering him to Saul. It just went to another level now. It just went to another level. Another level. When he asked Jonathan to take his life if there's iniquity in him, that's another level. That's a level I didn't know if I could go to. I don't think the average person could even go to that level. But he did. But he did. Now listen to Jonathan's response. And Jonathan said, Far be it from thee, for if I knew certainly that evil was determined by my father to come upon thee, then would not I tell it thee. Then said David to Jonathan, Who shall tell me, or what if thy father answers thee roughly? And Jonathan said unto David, Come, and let us go into the field. And they went out, both of them, into the field. Now listen to what Jonathan is about to say. And Jonathan said unto David, O Lord God of Israel, when I have found sounded my father about tomorrow any time, or that third day, and behold, if there be good towards David, and I then send not unto thee, and show it thee. The Lord do so, and much more to Jonathan, but if it please my father to do thee evil, then I will show it thee, and send thee away, that thou may go in peace. And the Lord be with thee, as he has been with my father. And thou shalt not only, while yet I live, show me the kindness of the Lord, that I die not. But also thou shalt not cut off the kindness from my house forever, not when the Lord has cut off the enemies of David, every one from the face of the earth. So Jonathan made a covenant with the house of David, saying, Let the Lord even require it at the hand of David's enemy. Check it out. The second covenant. We see two covenants God made. First, earlier in the series, Jonathan and David made a covenant with each other. Then Jonathan made a covenant with the house of David. That's the whole entire bloodline. Right? His whole entire house, everything. And that's going to be an everlasting covenant. Even though uh, it's a covenant between two men. But I do believe David's going to honor that covenant. Because David's a stand-up guy. David's a stand-up guy. And Jonathan caused David to swear again because he loved him, for he loved him as he loved his own soul. Then Jonathan said to David, Tomorrow is thy new moon, and thou shalt be missed, because thy seat will be empty. And when thou hast stayed thee three days, oh, let me back up and read that again. And when thou hast stayed thee three days, then thou shalt go down quickly and come to this place where thou didst hide thyself when the business was in hand. And thou shalt remain by the stone of Ezel, and I will shoot three arrows on the side thereof, as though I shoot at a mark. 
And behold, I will send a lad saying, Go find out the arrows. If I expressly say unto the lad, Behold, the arrows are on this side of thee, take them, then come, for there is peace to thee and no hurt as the Lord liveth. But if I say thus unto the young man, Behold, the arrows are behold are beyond thee, go thy way, for the Lord has sent thee away. And as touching the matter which thou and I have spoken of, behold, the Lord be between thee and me for my forever. So David hid himself in the field, and when the new moon was come, the king sat him down to eat meat. Okay, that's part one. We're going to finish up part two on a later date. We see that David and Jonathan, they got a plan. They're going to find out what King Saul's intentions are. David is completely bewildered. Can you imagine how David feels right now? Emotionally? Psychologically? He did all the right things for the kingdom. And Saul is still trying to kill him. So remember when we when we apply application to what we read. Sometimes in our lives as Christians we do all the right things for God. And the enemy still comes at us and try to trip ourselves up. But remember, if you're doing what God requires of you to do, don't assume the enemy is not going to come and try to trip you up, discourage you, or derail you from your plan. But if you are anointed by God, don't worry, because guess what? We got the victory. Amen, amen, amen.